and I brought my friends along with me. What's up, everybody? This is Lucy Lou. Good evening, everybody. This is Dr. Curse. This is Tania. What's up, you guys? This is Brandon LaPriest. Now, um, our last episode, we were talking about Juneteenth. And um, for me, I had like a very small Juneteenth celebration, just was at home and threw some steaks on the grill. And I heard firecrackers, fireworks going off outside. And me and my kid went outside and um, watched the fireworks and that like our neighbors were setting off. And I thought it was pretty cool because my kid knew exactly why they were shooting off those fireworks. It wasn't like he was unaware. So it was a great experience. What were you guys' Juneteenth celebrations like? Um, I was able to celebrate with Brandon, Tania, and my little brother. Um, we went downtown and was able to participate in the festival. And it was fun. And I, The biggest part for me was my brother being able to be a part of something that I hope is lasting. This was the first um, annual for downtown Greenville, and he enjoyed it. And so we were able to talk about it, and it was educational for him. On Friday, we started off um, going off on a nature hike. Um, it was me and my first cousin. Shout out to Angela, Barnessa, and, and my first cousin, Neat Neat. Um, we all went out. We did some nature walking up in Wahala, um, took a hike, and we had an awesome time, some great conversations. Um, great opportunities to go out and enjoy nature with all the things that's been going on. It was good just to get some fresh air and be able just to go out and have a good time. Um, and like Lucy said, after that, we all went downtown Greenville, had a phenomenal time, heard some phenomenal artists doing some spoken words some singing and had some great music, some great food. So it was an awesome experience. That's really cool that you guys were able to celebrate Juneteenth all together at a, um, a celebration in downtown Greenville. I don't know if San Diego had one in but I also didn't charge myself to like find one either. But <laughs> I decided to celebrate Juneteenth by just making sure everybody knew that Juneteenth was that day. So all my coworkers, like everything I, uh, you know, I sent in an email, I said, happy Juneteenth. That was my salutation. Or I had a Juneteenth Zoom background um, behind me, uh, Juneteenth, excuse me, background behind me in every Zoom call that I was in. Um and and then, you know, I had my little George Foreman grill, put on some burgers, made some fries and and kind of just sat down and celebrated that way. That's really great. I think it was also really cool to see on social media how much um, like my news feed was full. I guess it's not a news feed, timeline, whatever, was full of Juneteenth stuff. It was really refreshing to see. You know, we've had a lot of celebrations lately um, this Sunday. Uh, of course, we celebrated Father's Day, and I was reflecting on fathers and what it means to be a father, specifically um, what it means to be a Black father. And I was considering the historical context of Black fathers specifically. And I was thinking about how our history um, affect the effectiveness of paternity in the African-American community. And I think just to start off, I want to know, uh, I want to know just kind of everybody's thoughts on if you think that Black fathers are important and if you think that they are also essential. Of course they're important. I agree. I'm going to jump in. 
Yes, I agree with Tania. They are important and essential. I think that both parents are important and essential. Um, I had a great relationship with my dad. Unfortunately, he passed away four years ago from cancer. But I definitely contribute a lot of who the woman I am today to the presence of my father. Um, I can't really think of any major milestones where he wasn't in my life or um, where he wasn't trying to provide or be that person for me. So I do feel like black fathers are essential and important and they are valued. Like they are appreciated. And I don't think sometimes they get enough credit, but I do think they are both critically important and essential. I would agree with that, Lucy. I think that um, black fathers are, are very, very important. Um, I have a great relationship with my daddy. He's like, I can't even put it into words how much the first sergeant means to me. Um, and even when I was thinking about this question, I was I was kind of thinking about like how essential fathers are. I do think that, you know, my daddy's role in my life was essential. I would not be who I am without my daddy. But I know that for me, uh, when um, when my husband, my husband and I broke up, um, I started to question the essentialness of uh, of a father in his life. And I think that having a father is very important, but I definitely question, like, do I really need this? <laughs> does, does my, does my son really need this? And I remember having a conversation with my mom and my mom has said, you know, it's important that, you know, you try to make your marriage work so that, um, so that your son has a father because you don't want him not to have one. And I said, well, Obama had one. And so, um, and I know that he had a lot of strong male influences in his life. So when I say like, is the father essential? It's kind of like what I mean, or is there like a scale of that? I do think it's important for kids. Like, I don't agree with, you know, keeping an abusive or harmful father around. Right? Cause I do think, as you stated, there could be other male role models, but I do think, um, allowing a kid to foster a relationship with their with their dad is very important because kids are very smart. And I would rather for a kid to foster the relationship and form their own opinion as they get older rather than a parent, a mother make that decision out of emotion. Like, well, the dad wasn't good to me, so therefore he doesn't need to see his child because I do think someone could be a great father despite not being a great mate. But I do think well, I want to go, go back to the, the the first half of that question. The, uh, if if it's having a black father is important, uh, I think that um, having a father in your house is important. You know, irregardless of your race, but I think black fathers are very important because a lot of um, young children are experiencing, like as you were as you were stating. Um, not having a real a male role model in the house, not knowing um, what exactly what a father looks like and how a father should be, and so a lot of our young uh, black and brown children are growing up without these particular examples, and so we then tend to have children who you know look for role models um, through other means, right? Through TV, through social media, through um, other other ways of figuring out how to be a man in this world. Um, 
So I think it's I think it's is 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 definitely an in in a uh, an important thing as well as an essential thing and and you know but unfortunately you know that I feel like um our idea of the father being in a household had got tainted you know throughout history and throughout certain acts of oppression you know either being like slavery being separated from your family or or even um you know, mass incarceration, you know, uh, men being taken away from their families too. Like, I feel like, um, you know, there's been systems that have definitely um, impacted the black family. And I agree with Tony, you have to look back all the way, you know, towards slavery days. And like you said, with the mass incarceration, I think that really is a, has a big impact, especially nowadays, because most people, uh, most of these jails or in prisons are for profit, so you know they making money off sending people to jail. Right. I want to also piggyback off of what Lucy said earlier. Um, a lot of times, men aren't seen as an essential um, member of the household or the nuclear family because the parenting situation, the two parents didn't work out. Um, and I think that, like Lucy said, you can be an awesome father, but you might not be a great spouse. So it's important to be able to differentiate between the two. Um, and she said something else that really resonated with me because um, it really depicts my family situation. Um, what she said was, it's important that even if things don't work out, that you still, that you never put a negative connotation on who he is. You never place your bias or your experiences off in your children because you want your children to be able to grow up and make their own decisions on their own. And that's one thing I could say. I didn't have the best relationship with my dad. My parents separated when I was around the age of four or five. Um, and I still remember everything that took place very vividly. Um, but I remember growing up, my mom never spoke negatively about my father. She didn't allow other people to speak negatively about my father as well. She always wanted him to seem as if he was important in my life and that he was essential in my life. Um, but as I grew older, I realized, you know, the lack of his presence and it, it had its own effect on me and how I grew up as a man. Um, however, like I said, I think that a father being present, whether it's in the home, whether, you know, the relationship doesn't work out and they are actually in, in separate homes. I think it's important that the father plays a huge role in the maturation process of the child's life. So what are that's I just have a curious question. Like, what are your experiences like what if everybody's experiences with their dad so brandon you talked a little bit about yours like tania and lucy and takoya you mentioned a little bit about your experience with your dad too um so well, well i have a good relationship with my dad um he didn't he grew up with me in the home for about seven years and then um you know my parents separated but when he left i mean we maintained our relationship i mean i think we're closer now than you know when i was a kid but i mean i talk to him every day now like when i was a kid i probably talked to him like at least once a week or something like that um but now we pretty much talk every day like, probably multiple times a day yeah my- um I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of piggyback off of that because like i said my parents separated around four or five um and my dad he would come around from time to time. He had My parents went through the court system, um, which required my mom to have custody, and I had visitation rights with my father every other weekend. Um, and even on those visitation right weekends, he would come and pick me up, and a lot of times I wouldn't up at my grandmother's house, and I would spend the weekend with my grandparents or um, with my cousins and my aunt, because my cousin and my aunt actually live with my grandparents. 
Um, so that was really my experience. And then like, he would come to like, he came to my high school graduation. He came to um, my fifth grade graduation. He came to my college graduation. And I would see him from time to time, but he was never consistently there. Um, and I w- that was always something that I kind of struggled with as a child because it's five of us. My dad has five kids. Um, and I'm the youngest boy. I'm, I'm child number four out of the five. And sometimes it was kind of hard to understand what it was it about me that kind of made me different from the others. Because I feel like sometimes he put in time with them and I didn't necessarily always get that amount of time. But I really felt as if once he realized that him and my mom wasn't going to work out, it was almost as if I didn't have any value to him. Um, so that was kind of a hard pill that, you know, it just kind of, as a 30 year old man, I've just kind of gotten to a place where I can come to terms with. Like we, would, we would have times when we were good. We would talk. Um, but he also had other things that were a greater priority versus his kids. So that's, that's in a nutshell. So did you feel like since he, like he wasn't in the home, like he didn't make spending quality time with you a priority, but I if he were because, in the home, would have? I don't think so either. I think because he had other things that he, he was prioritizing. Um, he was a man of, of the world. Like he was, he hung out in the streets. He, I'm, I'm not even ashamed to say it anymore. My dad was a street pharmacist. So he went, he was out here doing his own thing. And that, to me, that was more important. Building, you know, wealth and trying to get this and trying to get fast money, whatever that looked like. He was more interested in doing those things versus actually being a father figure or actually being a role model and a mentor and being a dad to his kids. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, that's our story. Yeah, even though me and my dad had a good relationship, I feel like he probably could have spent a little bit more quality time with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he knew, like, like my favorite food, you know? Right. He might right. know, oh, I like to do what I like to do. You know, I might like to go to, you know, amusement parks or whatever. But he didn't know, like, oh, I like this color. I like this fruit. I like this food, you know? Right. And I'm about to, and to me, I feel like a lot of times we look at fathers and we're like, you want them, they should know those things about you. My mom knows. My mom knows my favorite food. My mom knows what I like to eat. My mom knows what I'm allergic to. My mom met my teachers. My mom moved me into college. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom was always there for those monumental moments, whether they were big or small. And I feel like both parents, you know, children need that from both of their parents, not just one. One shouldn't outweigh the other. Um, and like I said, no matter what the relationship is, I don't think it was because the relationship didn't work. I just felt like he was preoccupied doing other things. But I, I think men, whether, you know, you're African-American, whether you're white, whether you're um, Hispanic, Chinese, you know, Asian, I shouldn't say Chinese, Asian, um, anything. I think every man should understand you, you are essential. You are important to your child's um, growth process. Like you should be there. Um, yes. A lot of things would say, oh, that's a nurturing thing, but kids need that same love nurturing from their father as well. You said something so interesting, Brandon, um, when you spoke about, you know, kind of driving this point home that, hey, Black men and also other colors of people, you are essential and you are important. And I think I just want to kind of point out now the historical context of why or not to give a a reason or a justification, but to try to just offer up kind of a a deeper uh, understanding. I mean, one thing that I was thinking about is how a typical nuclear black slave family had to always be ready for the man to be sold off or the man to not be present. And I think that 
over generations, that creates a kind of detachment, you know, to to where like, dang, I, I don't want to get too attached. And as a Black woman, I feel sometimes like I have to step up extra hard because because of those same fears, not in the same context. I, I don't, I never feared that my husband would be sold off, but even a, approaching marriage, I was always taught, okay, Sequoia, make sure you have this amount of money saved in a separate account in case you leave. Okay, Sequoia, make sure you have this set up in case he leaves. And even going into um, into a marriage or even when I started, when I had my kid, you know, everybody was telling me, make sure that you're okay to be able to do this by yourself because you might have to. And, um, and that, I mean, that's so unfortunate, but I feel like that feeling, and I could be wrong, but I feel like that feeling is something that's... That's linked to our our history. So I guess another question that I would have is, um, how does that impact your relationship? Especially because I mean, I, you didn't say this, Brandon. But what I felt like is like you had your first real rejection come from your dad. How does that affect your relationships moving forward? It just makes you look at people in a way of you have a trust issue. Are you going to abandon me? Are you going to reject me? Um, it's and actually, this is something that I really couldn't even articulate. I couldn't put it into words until you know a couple of years ago. Like it really started to click for me because I'm like, okay, why do I have you know issues with intimate relationships? It's because it's a trust thing. Because the first person who I feel like was supposed to be that nurturer and that provider, um, and just even being a person who loved me unconditionally, no matter what, I feel like one of those one of the people who were responsible for bringing me to the earth. I feel like you abandoned me. And because I, because you couldn't make it with my mom, it's like I wasn't good enough. Um, because that's basically what he showed me once he realized that their relationship was completely over and there was no going back. It was like I was of no value to him. Um, because whenever he would come pick me up for visitation rights, we always talked about, well, what's your mom doing? Or how's she doing so-and-so? Or so? well, what's going on with this? You know, I'm going to get her back, right? But once you realize, okay, she has really moved on with her life, it's like I lost complete value to him. He stopped coming to pick me up. Um, cause it, I remember it got to a point, my grand, my, my grandmother would come and pick me up on the weekends for him, but he would never show up or he would show up on Sunday before it was time for him to come back and drop me off. Um, so I think it's just, it's like, it definitely affects you. It affects people in different ways. And I think it even affects people in a deeper way than you could ever expect because until you really internalize it, you might realize it's something that's missing, but you really can't put your finger on it until you really just do some stuff work. I was going to say, I definitely think a father can be either their child's um, first heartbreak or, you know, their first experience of love. I do think is very important, as Brandon said, for fathers to show that nurturing side to um, their daughters as well as their sons. My relationship with my father is completely different than my brother's relationship with my father. My mother and daddy were not together, but that never stopped my daddy from you know, coming around, picking me up. If you know me, you know I love going to the movies. Tania can attest to that. I love going to the movie theaters. My dad used to come oh, and take yeah. me to the movie theaters. He would come to pick me up. We would go see movies. We would go to Chuck E. Cheese. Um, but his relationship with my brother was different, and it was some unstimulating circumstances. But I can say that I think his presence, we can't deny his presence and his um, efforts in our lives. Like, I can't remember a time where my dad wasn't there. 
Um, so I do think that is important for that nurturing side to be seen both with boys and girls. I do think he was harder on my brother, but it still was in a sense of nurturing because I want you to be better than me. So he was kind of hard on my brother. So I agree with Brandon um, about that nurturing side is needed. And I think you even said something great about that as well, Lucy, because you said the brother. A lot of times we look at the boys. I think the fathers look at boys and I got to teach them to be tough. I, no, don't be crying. You ain't no punk. Don't cry. You got to man up. And we love on the girls. But at the same time, we have to be that example as a man. You have to be the example for your son to show him it's okay. Because that's how you have boys walking around here really dealing with emotional issues and don't know how to channel their anger the correct way or their, you know, their heartbreak the correct way. It's a way that it's not it's not feminine to cry. It's not um, something that's going to be seen as less than a man because you show emotion. You got to teach them how to channel it in the correct way. And like you said, even with the females, with the daughters, you are her first example of how a man should treat her. And you're Amen. also your son's example of how you should treat the female. So it's important that they see you treating the wife or the mother, however the relationship turns out, it's important they see that positive relationship and they see you being able to handle things in a positive way. And it's more than just, boy, you'll be a man, but okay, it's okay for you to come to me and talk to me about, hey, I'm going through this. Hey, I need some advice on that. I think we have to refocus um, that that focus on, oh, I got to teach them to be a man and you got to be strong, you got to be tough, you got to be a football player. Like, you got to really teach them, okay, this is this is how you, this is how men, this is what men do. It's not just, you know, the strong, the tough, the provider, but you're also the nurturer as well. Now, I think that, Brandon, you said something that really um, stuck out to me when you said, like, your, your daddy is your first example, especially in, like, uh, future romantic relationships, my perspective is totally different. My, my um, mom and dad have been married about 230 years. And I just, um, they've been a long time. And I just, I have almost an unrealistic expectation of men in my romantic relationships because of how phenomenal um, my daddy is. Uh, I've I've told people um, that I've dated in the past, like it'd probably take three or four boyfriends to make, you know, I'm saying even start to approach um, the way that my that my daddy like provides and cares for me. Um, what do you think about that, Tonio? In regards to romantic relationships. Oh, did my dad shape my romantic relationship? Did he impact it at all? Uh, that is a good question. Um, I don't know how much of my dad has impacted me thinking about in relationships. I think about how much he has impacted me as an individual and how I show up to people. But I don't know how much of my relationship things. I, I mean, my mom and dad have been married for how long have they been married? I'm 32. So 36. So they've been married for 36 years. And, um, so I was able to witness like the whole ebb and flow of being, you know, in a marriage and working together and, and doing that with three children. Um, but I think my dad is very caring, very, uh, he can be soft-spoken, but 
even though he's soft-spoken, whatever he says has a big impact. Um, and then I think just just his overall tenacity and his kindness. And so I think those are qualities that have taken from him that allowed that that shows up, you know, with you know, in my romantic relationships or even in my platonic relationships. What do y'all think about that? This this providing is all I need to do mindset that some fathers have. I definitely think it's an old school mindset that, as we said, as you just said, has a historical context. And it's what a lot of, I think, fathers saw when they came up. Oh, my grandfather, he he made sure we had food on the table. Or my dad, he worked, worked, worked. My mama took care of everything. I do think that's passed down. But I also think it goes to what Brandon says, too. That's what they think men are. They think, mm. the, I think that's where the gender roles come in at. And which I do feel mm. can be dangerous at times because, oh, women only supposed to deal with emo. I disagree with that because that's why, again, I think Brandon hit on this a little earlier. We have so many black men and men in general walking around with these issues not knowing how to express themselves not knowing that it's okay to have emotions not knowing that it's okay that you don't know everything it's it's okay like there's no perfect person person on this earth but i do think sometimes that men carry a lot and i do think it's historical and especially in the black community because that's that's all I know. Um, it's kind of taboo at times to talk about emotions and stuff. So I do think some of those men put on those capes and the cape is I'm a provider and they don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to open up because they are afraid. I think some may be afraid that they may not be seen as the man. They may not be seen as strong as they want to be portrayed as. So I think it kind of stems from a lot of different factors, but I definitely think it has a historical context and beginning. Well, I think that the way that, um, because I'm so solution oriented, I want to wrap up by kind of talking about how can we fix it? You know, what, what do we do when, you know, you might be in a situation where, um, you can't have a relationship with your, with your father, who do you think should be reaching out? How hard are you supposed to make the children try or is it the woman's role to reach out like how do we mend it how can we fix it i think that it's just gonna have to be an open conversation per household because like we say all relationships are different um every household is different i have some friends um who i've worked with in the past um shout out to faith garvin and her husband taran garvin Taran is a phenomenal father to his kids. He spends time with his kids. He goes on walks with his kids. He takes his kids to the playground. He provides for his kids, but he's also present. Also, shout out to Joseph Barr. Um, Vanessa is one of my best friends from Nebit Forest. Um, another phenomenal dad. Their son spends as much time with their dad as, with his dad as he spends with his mom. Like it's no one thing, one person doing one thing by themselves. Um, and I just think that's a conversation that should happen per household, and especially when kids get to that age. I feel like, you know, it's okay for the child to reach out and say, hey, dad, I need this from you. And a lot of times you might not be programmed to think that way until you get into your teenage years, because as a child, it's your normal. Um, but I think it's important that kids speak up to their fathers, and let them know what they need. But I also think it's important that fathers reach out to their children and just, you know, 
spend that extra time. Yeah, you might be tired. You might have worked all day, but it's nothing wrong with sitting down and having a conversation with your child and talking about their school day or going to back to school nights with them or going to their piano recitals or going to their school performances. Whatever it is, it's important. Your presence is more important than the dollar sign. Mm. I agree with I agree with that. And that was going to be one of my messages. Like, fathers, it does not take a million dollars to be a great daddy. My daddy was not the richest man in the world. He worked two jobs to provide. But I have some great memories of just time we spent together. And we used to go to the dollar movie theater. I didn't know that until I got older. I didn't know. I didn't know that I got to go spend time with my daddy. We went to cookouts or he was at my grandma house. A lot of the things we did were free. He would come to my grandma house for every event or he'll come pick me up and we'll just go places. But I also want to send this message out. Like parents, don't use your kids as pawns. Like don't use them as like their game pieces to get back at each other. That is too much to put on a kid and it can cause trauma and allow your child Kids are smart. We don't give them enough credit. They're old enough. Without you talking junk about the, the dad or right. downing them, they're old. They're smart enough to make their own conclusion. But dads, come to those games. Come to those recitals. Text your kid. Take them to get an ice cream. Shoot, right. Just pull up with some popsicles in the car. A kid is not going to care. But just make your presence and your love known. And I think, like in your kids' eyes, you're always going to be number one. Most definitely. I want to add one more thing, because um, this was something that I felt I dealt with um, when I was going into my senior year of college. My parent, my mom actually married to my stepfather. They started dating my freshman year of college um, and they got married before my senior year. My stepfather is phenomenal. Um, I wouldn't trade him for anything in the world. If you're listening, Step Pops, I love you, Pops, I love you. Um, but phenomenal role model and he also he exhibits all the great characteristics of a man he's a phenomenal provider for my mom my sister and myself um just making sure that we have what we need looking out answering questions if i have questions i can always go to him for advice um and just being a great example yes he works but he never makes he's never so busy he can't spend time with us and if we have something he's always he's only been around since 2008 um, but there's never been a moment that I needed him or I needed support from him that he wasn't present. So once again, it's not always about the money. It's not always about, you know, it's it's just about the time, the time and the effort that you're willing to put in to show that you do care and that you are supportive. That's excellent. Anybody else have any like final points? No, I think um I think Brandon Brandon and Lucy pretty much touched on everything. Yeah, I would agree. Just make sure dads out there and also like moms out there, like anybody who knows me. um, And if you don't, I'm not ashamed to say I don't have a good relationship with my husband, but I do want him to be involved in my kid's life. And, you know, so I I took some steps. You know, I I am quick to ignore his phone call on my phone. So made sure that my kid got a little watch so that he could talk to his dad whenever he wants to. It's an extra like $15 a month on my phone bill. But that way, when I'm ignoring my husband, it doesn't affect my kid in any way. And I think that's what's so important is just to make sure that you try to continue to make a way and have those open and honest conversations. Um, and let's just let's just allow these black fathers to be as essential as we know that they are. Right. And appreciate them and value them. I will say if you if your father is still living, love on them. Love on them. 
do those little corny activities they want to do or because now that my daddy is not here, it has been a hard four years. Um, and it has been painful. And there's so many other things I wish I could have done with my dad that I was too busy working or doing nothing. Um, that sometimes, you know, I blew off some of the things that he wanted to do because, oh, I'm busy working or, oh man, my friend's going here. But if your dad is alive, make it right with them. If you can mend that situation, love on them, spend that time with them so that you can have no regrets if anything ever happens. I think that's a great way to end it. Thank you guys for tuning in to Black Up. Black Black Up. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.